Hi, everybody. My name is Brandy Jefferson, and with me today is Cedric Whitlock, our other host. And we would like to welcome you to the first episode of Drop, Drop Your Ruck. Um, we have an exciting show planned for you today. Um, during this show, we're going to introduce ourselves, talk about some of the content we plan to share, and some helpful tips and tools toward this, towards the end. Um, this is going to be a veteran-friendly, judgment-free zone so um if you have any friends out there who are veterans and they need a safe place to talk about some of the topics that we don't um share with our civilian counterparts please direct them to our so up upcoming soon facebook page uh, drop your ruck yeah like, like she said drop your ruck um, podcast is a place where we can um let veterans know what resources they have out there um, where they can turn if they're facing problems, some of the unknown stigmas that we don't talk about yeah. but we face every night and day as veterans. Um, dealing with the workforce coming out as a veteran after serving 10, 20 plus years in the military can be very, very um, challenging. And things like that that don't really get talked about. And we're going to, like I say, point out resources for um, veterans they can help with things like that it's gonna be a safe place for people to come our Facebook page can also be eventually once we get it up and running a place where you can come and share some things that you've been dealing with since you transitioned from the military um, how you deal with everyday life work family religion politics <laughs> but not as much politics because we know that can that can uh, cause a few issues here and there. I mean, long, as long as, as as long as you let me be me and I let you, be I'll you, let you be you. Politics shouldn't be an issue. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we would like to dedicate this first episode to a friend and a true patriot, Captain Robert Latham. Captain Robert Latham, man, we lost on um, Captain Robert Latham. Um, a day ago um, he left behind his wife Lauren and two children two beautiful little girls if you um, take a look up at our <clears throat> logo those are actually his um, cornhole boards those are the things that we um, did every weekend with Rob when he was here man we played cornhole I never actually got to beat him one on one because hey that man he would lock in and like totally destroy everybody on the block yep but, it was lit on the weekend <laughs> cornhole also um if you see the pullover that i'm wearing this is a um pullover that he he will he will wear it this isn't actually his but he wore this style all the time so you'll see me wearing this throughout the episode throughout the show because it and remembers of him um Rest in peace to uh, uh, Rob. Congo condolences go out to his family. And uh, if you are in the area, uh, Cedric will be collecting uh, some resources and things to send over to the family members. So if that's something that you think you might want to do, um, at the end of this episode, we will give out contact information in order for you to be able to do that. Oh, yeah. Thank you all for your support. All right. So we'd like to highlight the month of February as Black History Month. And what better way to do that than to highlight retired General Lloyd Austin. He was a former 82nd Airborne Division commander who is now the first black secretary Airborne. of defense. So 82nd, 
Big shout out to 82nd for making him also the first African-American commander for the 82nd Airborne Division. A lot of firsts for him. So that's our Black History shout out. For, that guy was a true stud. Right? Yes. Yeah, retired was... General Lloyd Austin. All right. So let's get into our first segment. We're going to talk about mental health in military children. Oh, man. That was, I got four kids, so I deal with this every day. All right. <laughs> so, according to nccp.org, children in the military families experience high rates of mental health, trauma, and related problems. Military life can be a source of physiological stress for children. We all know that the constant deployments, the moving, the crazy work hours that we have can have a mental effect on our children, but I don't think that we spend enough of time talking about how the resources that are out there for you know what I'm saying to de- to deal with those things like I know um I really realized my how my job and how the issues I was dealing with affected my kids when I was out of the military you know right with COVID you know what I'm saying in the house with them every day you know what I'm saying you you realize how your little ticks and whatever you know what I'm saying you're dealing with coming out of the military can af- affect those that you live it's pretty with. bad even when you're in the military you kind of put your kid on the same schedule as you are you make them get up in the morning you make them right. exercise they have to eat breakfast at a certain time lunch at a certain time dinner at a certain time they have to be bed by a certain time and you put that off on your child because you want them to have the same level of a discipline as you did while you were in the military but at the same time you kind of take away from their childhood because you're forcing them to grow up way faster than what they would um normally be yeah, able yeah. to do as a civilian child right and not, and on top of that you not not only on top of that you have like you said earlier the moving mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying school to school you know what i mean that not being able to see their grandparents as much as you know what i'm saying some of their other friends see their grandparents and right. things like that it's a lot of different issues right. that affect the military child that don't affect you know what i mean the um a, a civilian child right so some things that um changes that you could possibly see in your kid um Due to constant deployments, prolonged field problems, TDYs, uh, crazy work hours, you could see like um, a decrease in school performance. Your kid may not be doing as well in school as they should be doing. You know, when they were smaller, they did really well. But as they age, they're not doing as well because they're dealing with the stresses from being in school. They're dealing with the stresses of their parents being gone all the time. Um, lashing out in anger, worrying, hiding their emotions, disrespecting their parents and authority figures, feeling a sense of loss and symptoms consistent with depression. I know for my child, she hides her feelings a lot. Um, she will not... You can ask her if something's wrong all day long. You will know it's wrong, but she will not. She will hide her emotions. Right, right. So that's some of the things that our kids do deal with that we don't... You know, as a parent, now that I'm out of the military, I notice it more now. But when I was in the military, I thought it was fine. You know, I would get up, get her ready. But but would you say that the reason you thought it was so fine because you dealt with so much in the military? I think so. Um, 
And plus, I was distracted trying to get promoted, right. get to the next assignment, yeah. make myself look good in front of my superiors right, because right. we all know that in the military, your professional life can be great, but your personal life can be trash. Crap. <laughs> Complete crap. Complete and utter trash. You, yeah. you can be like the hottest thing out. In regards to being in the military, but hey, that's why that's why some of them NCOs don't go home because you know they know that their life is not what it uh, you know you don't what they what, portray it to be. Yes, you know. So um, another thing that kids can possibly deal with high levels of sadness when we're you know and children of all age groups just being sad that your parent is gone they're deployed they never have enough time to spend with you and the time that they do have to spend you is kind of regulated by the military you only get you know 30 days out of the year for vacation which is good but you're still worried though you still don't have that level of freedom that a civilian (laughs) person you don't get to really drop your rug you know Yeah, yeah exactly you don't really get to drop your rug um, so a few statistics, 37% of children with a deployed parent reported that they seriously worry about what could happen to their deployed caretaker. I think for most military children, um, worrying about what could possibly happen to their parent is probably at the forefront of their mind, but something that they never really discuss with their actual military or veteran parent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cause we know that. Once you transition from the military, there is a high rate of people who their their bodies are so used to that stress in the military that once they get out and they slow down, their health kind of declines. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Yeah. So, um, well, some, some kids, uh, and my son in particular, how he deals with you know, the stress of us being in the military is he plays video games. And he's kept in contact with every last friend that he's made from duty station to duty station. For real? Yes. That's that's pretty that's pretty awesome. Um like my, my kids, they, they they stay in touch but they, they tend to make friends at every duty station. And Damien does too, um I feel like sometimes I feel guilty though because we have moved them from place to place and I know it takes it. You know, we our last duty station was down in Alabama. They really didn't want to leave. We had family there. Um, it was really hard for them to move to North Carolina. We uh, dealt with a lot in regards to just um, the stress, the, you know, the feelings of loneliness. My daughter even conveyed to me this morning. She said, you know, Mom, uh, when you were in the Army, I just felt really lonely uh, all the time, even though she had somebody there with her. Uh, so, you know, a- another thing, like you say, um, y'all y'all were stationed in Alabama. Mm-hmm. You know, y'all have family there. Like, um, we, we've never been stationed where we have family. So, like, I think, like, that kind of strains, um, like, children's, military kids relationship with their it's not a strange family what's the word I'm looking for extended family extended family look she, she, she <laughs> yeah cause I don't know half of these words sometimes but now um, it, it stresses their relationship with their extended family you know and then like you go Six. you go visit you know what I'm saying like your grand, my mother their grandmother and like it's, it's like a little tension in the air, like they yeah, haven't seen this each is, other. This is the thing, though, and this kind of falls in line with mm. what we're talking about today. Um, 
with military families and military children, we get that 30 days of leave, but most of the time it's spent going to visit family members that never come to visit you. So that it's stressful. I think, you have to put yes. on your suit. You know what I mean? And <laughs> then you have to, you know, portray that all is well when <laughs> right. in all actuality your kids are stressed. Right, right, yeah. And but, then you're stressed because they're stressed and then like, yeah, it's, it, it can turn into a whole situation. Just like visiting family can be stressful to military kids, man. And that's why a lot of them recluse and they don't want, you know what I'm saying? They would rather stay home. Yeah. Um, And I'm dealing with that with my daughter right now. Since the beginning of the pandemic, uh, we know that all Cumberland County school children, um, you know, have been out of school for almost a year now. It'll be a year Um, because they're not supposed to go back until March. Right. So... On top of dealing with being a military child, now you're a, a child who is confined to their home because of the pandemic. So now what I'm dealing with with my daughter is the she doesn't want to go out, period. Mm. Like almost to the point of her being a hermit. Mm. And when asking her, does she want to go back to school? Her answer is no. One, because she already feels alienated because she is a military child. She cannot relate to a lot of the other kids. She is so mature that she does not act like a normal 12 year old. She's, she's, uh, I would say she's a 12-year-old and like a 25-year-old. <laughs> State of mind. Yes. <laughs> so that's yeah. another thing for military kids. They are way more um, mature ahead of their time. You, like some people, like, well, I mean, you. some people might beg to differ because, like, I know... I know, like me and my, my me and my um wife, we're oh, and I I would say the same thing for you and your husband. Y'all always there for your kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, what I mean, there's not like in some situations on the civilian side, it isn't always like that. That's true. You know what I mean? So like, some people might look at that as like, you know, a military kid being spoiled. You know what I mean? Yeah. Military brat type thing. You know what I mean? But it's like, but and that's another mental issue that they have to deal with. You know what I'm saying? Like they like that's it's it's, pro, it's really hard for military kids. I, I it would is, imagine. and I don't I don't think um, you know the resources that we have available. I mean, we have a lot of them out there, but the first one they're gonna say is military one source. Um, but I feel like uh, in each individual community, there needs to be something for military children, uh, and I know they have some. Some systems set up in the school system here. I think it was an MFLAC. Yeah, they have the MFLAC. You can kind of wait after school and, you know, chat with other military children, but that's not available right now. So what other resources do we have uh, for children to be able to... You know, express themselves because that's the thing we have going on right now, military children. Okay, so... So with that being said, I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. But I'm, I'm like, I'm asking the question. Like, like I think, you know what I'm saying, that falls on the responsibility of the parent, too. Because, yeah. like, I'm, I'm retired, you're retired. I'm, our, our retirement benefits are pretty decent. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I mean? Like, to see a doctor, you know what I'm saying, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have to, you know what I'm saying, you can, you can outsource... You know what I'm saying? Your child's mental health to a, a, a therapist. Right. That's, why, that's why I'm a big advocate for use the resources you have. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You have to, You have to, as a parent, military or not, you have to be an advocate for your children's mental health. That's fake. You know what I mean? Because, like I said, I'm not a professional. 
Like, you know what I mean? I'm, I I know my, you know what I'm saying, my moral compass isn't always, you know what I'm saying, pointed the right way or just that and the third. And, like, my, you know what I'm saying, I can't I can't fix a psychological issue. I'm not a professional. It fakes. I you, can't you, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? I might say, man, you better get your ass right. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we, you, you know, know, military parents, we kind of right, like, you know, know, suck it up and drive right, on type thing. But, I mean? so, yeah, yeah, yo, with you can't just you can't just tell them to suck it up and drive on drive on because you sucked it up and drive on. Right, right. Because when you get out, all of those times that you told yourself to suck it up and drive on, now you have to deal with that <laughs> the mental crap that comes from it. Yes, and then you're yes. passing that same mental crap off oh, on yes. to your kid yes. on top of the, all the other stuff that they, they already have to deal with. with. That's why you have to be the resources you have available as a veteran. You know what I'm saying? This is um you you have to use them. You know what I mean? That's what I learned about dealing with the VA, though. Yeah. You have to be very proactive in your own health. You do. You know what I'm saying? If you just go in there and say, I want you to fix me, they're going to point, hey, get in line. You know what I'm saying? And I know for, for me anyway, sometimes, um, you know, we have on Fort Bragg, you can you can take your kid to behavioral health. and But a lot of people are reluctant to take their children to mental health, behavioral health on Fort Bragg. Yeah. One, because your kid says, like, one wrong thing, man. Like, <laughs> See, like mom, mom, pop me on the head. Next thing you know, roo, 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 right, right, police. Right. Yes, yes. <laughs> you know, you're going through right. mental health screen. So, More stressed than it's worth. Yes, it's, it's insane. You be yeah. going through, you don't want to take your kid to mental health I mean, behavior health on Fort Bragg. Yeah. I mean, not this. You know, nothing's parents, wrong with that. But no, a lot of parents, like we were saying, like the flap that they have at the schools. A lot of parents tell them, "You better not tell that dog." Because it's scary. <laughs> because if you, you know, the the rules are so stringent. Right. <laughs> Next thing you know, they'll be like, "You mentally abused your child." You know yeah, what I mean? Your career is ruined. Yeah, <laughs> and then your career is over. But I think what we need to learn is that there are places out there that you can take your child that are not connected to, to the military, military right 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 and can help them work through some of the issues that they might have right the yes. military yes. one source being one of them they are not connected to the military at all okay so that okay. conversation stays between you and that military one source person right. unless there's some type of abuse going okay. on okay and then that's most that's that's most situations unless there's you know what I'm saying um, a valuable threat there you know what I'm saying this patient um, doctor com uh, confidentiality I think that's what they call it right and as far as like the academic <clears throat> issues you might deal with um, with your children due to you know the mental health trauma and other related problems they have just being military children um, what I found is not <sighs> it's fine to have high hopes for your children in regards to um the academia, but not to the point where you're forcing your expectations off on them. Yeah. Um, because yeah. that can add to the stress of being a military child as well. I think um, just letting them know that you're there for them, regardless of what grade they get, is important. And then not beating them down when the grade is not what you think it should be right. providing them with the resources um to be able to get their grades up and then just showing them support right. well i mean i don't really like i, I like school 
Oh, that's a whole nother subject. Yeah, yeah it is. We'll talk about that another time. Because my, my opinions on school might not blend well with military or civilians. I know that's right. I can't deal with you right now. <laughs> Nah, but yeah, but again, man, like we're still focusing on um, the kids' health, man. You can't, like she was saying earlier, you can't keep passing your trauma down to your kid and expect them to live up to their fullest potential. Yes. Um, shout out to the military kids out there, man. Um, they're still here because the kids support us just as much as our battle buddies do. And your wife is, yes. My wife and sometimes is. I know for a fact that I have uh, depended on my kids to make me feel better when I hit one of those low stages in my life, and that's not right. Um, you know, say they already have all the things they have going on. Right. right. So, and they're, they're children. Yeah, they are. They're children. They, you know what I mean? Like like I just said, I can't fix the site. You know what I'm saying? You can't expect your kid to, to bear your weight. Exactly. And, it, you know, that's just a part of dealing with all of these uh, small issues that we rarely talk about in the military and veteran community. Um, and this, I'm hoping that this platform can kind of open us up to um, being able to find people who can um, build some type of network or program to assist military families that's not connected to, per se, the military and helping uh, military families um, get through some of these things that we have going on, like, you know, deployments and field problems and possibly even losing a parent while in the military. Right, right. That's, that's just heartbreaking, losing a parent. Um, and, you know, that's stressful for a kid thinking about something and like right. that. And, and the, the thing is like after like I, I really want to focus <clears throat> on after the military because like a lot of us get out of the military and like we, we you know what I mean the, we cut ties with the military mm -hmm. but there's things you know what I'm saying not just you but your your family your children have to deal with you know what I'm saying issues that they talk like those silent issues yes they're facing them too mm -hmm. you're not the only one you know what i mean yes going through those sometimes things, you know? and it, that's the thing as we're wrapping up sometimes veterans are only so much more concerned with what they have going on oh i got ptsd i got depression right, right. they get so immersed in their own issues that they don't pay attention to how it's affecting other folks yes so you know during this show over the next however many episodes we have, hopefully, um, you know, we get support. Um, we want to talk about all of those little silent issues that we really don't talk about. Um, you know, we stay silent about them. We kind of try to work through them on their own. But that's not the point of being a veteran. No. <laughs> being a veteran is... is um, it's supposed to be a network of battle buddies to kind of pick you up when you're down. Well, I think I think a veteran is is really co continued service. Yes, you know what I'm saying to it's, each it's, other, right? Honestly. To each other, to you know what I'm saying to to our community of veterans, and so yeah, like I say, as we're wrapping up, I, I just want to say we want this platform to be a place where we can continue to serve our veterans and their families, and yes, yeah, move forward. Yes. Um, so let's talk about some resources that's out there. Um, 
they can pop you can pops possibly um have your kids go to a call right now with COVID. Obviously things are are super limited, but one place you can always call is Military One Source. Military uh, One Source. I've military, used it a few times in my I have as well. So um and I'm gonna give you guys a phone number for that really quickly. Uh, military one source it's a good resource you can call talk with counselors and that whatever you talk to those counselors about remains confidential between you and that counselor unless there's some type some form of, of abuse going on so you know any of that's going on obviously they have to report um the website is um www.militaryonesource.mil and you can contact them at 1-800-342-9600 um that's the first resource some other resources that you can use obviously the American Red Cross, the Armed Services YMCA, the Association of the United States Army, AUSA, Blue Star Families. Blue Star Families is a national nonprofit organization dedicated to strengthening Americans' military families through community building. Uh, The Cohen's Veterans Network and the Association of Defense Communities. So that, those are just a few um, resources that you can talk to in regards to uh, building up our military families. Um, and you know, in later episodes, we'll provide some more resources and hopefully get some sponsors who can assist us in providing uh, different resources to our military families in the Cumberland County uh, area. Yes, and if you or anyone you know is thinking about um, committing suicide, please, please reach out to the suicide hotline. I'm going to take that number out here for you. It's 1-800-273-8255. Again, that's 1-800-273-8255. That's the suicide hotline. And we just want to thank you guys for watching Drop Your Rug. I hope you guys look forward to the next episode. Drop your comments in the comment box so we can get some dialogue started about the topic we discussed today. Indeed, indeed. Thanks for joining me today, Brandy. I'm Brandy J. I'm Cedric J. And we'll see you next time on Drop Your Rug. Peace.